Hey Saints, hey Aints. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm chilling, man. You literally just be saying something. <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's the craziest the first thing, thing to come to my head. I What's say. up with y'all? What's up with y'all? How was your day? It was a busy day. It was a busy day. It was. Yeah, like it was. It was long, and it's like not even nowhere near over. And nah, still, it's not. And it's still not over. We have friends coming in. We do. From and, out of I, town. and I have to clean up the house. I got to prepare a little bed for them in our guest room. I didn't tell you that. Like, I, we need to clean a little bit. Are they staying? Yeah. I didn't know this. So that's kind of a thing. Thanks for telling me over and, the podcast. And you just never know if our dog boo-booed where their bed will be. He's so. getting better. Sure. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to just kind of do, a, I guess it's lighthearted, but interesting podcast uh, called Storytime with Preston. Story- <laughs> this is why we worded it this way. Um if you are friends with Preston or if you've been around him for a, a considerable amount of time, you'll realize that he has the best stories. Like his life is a movie. I don't know if it's a <laughs> lifetime movie. It might be BET at night, you know, at night. next to Belly and Juice. That's, that's the kind of movie you have. But I, I just wanted us to to tell him, like, you know, with him robbing people and they should have killed him oh with uh, him the first time he saw a demon exercised out of somebody. Uh, what's another one? When you were in a car and you saw the bullets go past your head. Like, it's just it's just so many things. So where do we start? I don't know what you want me to talk about. Uh, okay, let's start with my favorite one to, to pull the people in. The anticipation is is good. All right, so so you were living in Atlanta, I think. Uh-huh. Your Which friend stories? came to you and said, hey, there's this dude that live across the street. We think he's out of town and he has a lot of guns in his house. <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell the story. And so, one, you know, Christians be um, kind of like um, sensitive about this. He's glorifying his past. I'm just telling y'all, <laughs> tell you, what you know, what happened. You know, so I'm not proud of it. <laughs> but we used to break into a lot of houses. Okay. And... um. One of my friends, he looked, um, yeah, he looked at this house for a long time, and he was like, yo, this guy, I think he's like this ex-army person, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, we think we can get some guns out of his house or whatever. And so me and my friends, we broke in the house, and we're looking for guns. We end up in the basement. Ironically, we find guns. Well, not ironically. <laughs> we knew we was going to find guns because this dude. And what time is it? It's like two in the morning. Okay. Uh, this is really early, early in the morning, and we think because he used to leave out of town a lot. Um, um, so my friend told me, <laughs> and so uh, we go upstairs to the, the the first floor, look for stuff, and then we go up to the 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 the, fir- the upper floor, the you know the the first floor, and we in the bedroom, and like we're looking for stuff, and we're trying our best not to turn on lights, yada yada yada. We don't want to you know startle the neighbors. Um, yeah, real criminal stuff. And uh, and I look to the right, and the guy who owns the home is literally asleep on the couch with headphones on, laying on his back. And what I didn't even see him. I heard the music. <laughs> so, like, you know how, like, headphones are, like, really loud? Yeah. And you hear the music. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, what he was listening to ACDC I don't know Okay. all I know <laughs> bro the, the, all I know is that my heart was beating out of my chest and so when I saw him I immediately like 
paused. Mm-hmm. And then when I paused, I recognized that he had a shotgun laying next to him. Okay. Was his hand on the shotgun? No. It was just there. He literally, like, it was like a bowl of food on the floor uh-huh. right next to a shotgun. He's laying on his, on his couch. And so, like, what was, what was crazy was we went in the room. We saw a bed. Mm-hmm. And we saw nobody in the bed. So nobody's there, right? Right. On the other side of his bed is a, is a couch in his room mm-hmm. by the window. And that's what he's laying on listening to music mm-hmm. with a shotgun. You know what I'm saying? I wrote about this in my poem, A Beautiful Hood Tale, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, yeah, and I paused. And so my friend, I'm not going to say his name. because mm-hmm. <laughs> My friend is, like, by the door. I think it's some drawer, looking at some drawer or whatever. And I, like, signaled to him, like, be quiet. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, be quiet. So I point to the man, like, he's right here. He's right here. He's like, somebody in here? I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so I'm like. He was in resource. So I'm like, be quiet. And so he was like, he peeked over the bed and saw the, saw the dude. And so like we literally like backed out of the room. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as we got to the stairs, we just rushed down the stairs. Boom. Flew out the front door. As soon as we got out the front door, uh, we see his bedroom like, you know, come, you know, mm-hmm. um, Come on. And we was like, whoa, that was a close call. Yeah, you should have died. Yeah. Second then, story. Okay. So Preston did I not. Was, I wanted to say, I was such an idiot. No, you were. Why would I do? Yeah. It was a, you thought it was an easy come up. It was you, an easy come up. Even though you could have lost your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got a couple guns. Boom, dead. And so what? It's crazy. Um, Second God story. Preston didn't grow up in church. And so all, all <laughs> things uh, church is very unique to him. Even now, you know, he just Pentecostalism, d- different denominations, shouting, even clapping on the one and the two. It's just different for Preston. And so you went to a church with your girlfriend. Yeah. And tell us the story <laughs> of what happened. So I went to this church with, like you said, with my girlfriend. And... um I guess it was some type of revival where this church from uh, another city came and visited her church. And before service, not not before service, doing praise and worship, uh, we're all up singing or whatever. And it was this dude who was standing up, uh, not singing at all. (laughs) And he was just standing up, just like, like staring or whatever. And, um, yeah, and after praise and worship was over, everybody kind of sat down. The person on the stage said, y'all could take y'all seats. We all sat down. He didn't. Okay. And so I'm thinking, like, man, this dude is crazy. And so... What made you think he was crazy? Like, was he standing up looking crazy, or was he looking contemplative? Okay, so, yeah. Because sometimes that's what I do when I go to concerts. No, 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 no. Yeah. One, let me, let, me, let, me, let me just say, this is a small church. It's a storefront church. Okay. Right? And so, like, it's a small little building no, uh, That's one of them churches where they play CDs for praise and worship. Yeah, but they actually can sing in this in this church. Oh, they were singing, singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so him standing up was very, very obvious. It was mm-hmm. not like you know what I mean. And so like he was like on the third row, and he had glasses on, and he had this this silk like button up shirt with his taco meat showing. And the I think the way he was standing, he mm-hmm. was still and not looking at anybody. And so when the lady got up to do announcement, she said, "Are you okay, baby?" <laughs> And he didn't respond. Okay. And so I'm like, is he gonna shoot off the place? <laughs> I'm from the I'm from the block, and so like I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm so ob- oblivious to like what's about to happen. Yeah, you're, and, you're not a discerner of spirits at that time. Yeah, I yeah. was. I wasn't even a Christian. Yeah, no. You looking at him like, oh, he gonna shoot us? Not that he's a demon possessed man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, you just kind of gave it away. Uh, um, but I bet they're gonna keep listening. <laughs> but he 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 doesn't respond. And um, as soon as like this lady got up, this usher lady got up, and she was like, um, "Baby, you okay?" She went up to him and like tried to like, I guess like asking was he okay? He kind of like snatched away from him, but his head didn't move. I was just just freaked out that his head wasn't moving. He was just looking <laughs> straight. So I'm like, "What is he thinking about?" Whatever he's thinking about, I want to get up out of here. And so all of a sudden, like, the ushers came to him, and he just goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Starts throwing chairs. Mm-hmm. He picked up one chair, and it flew all the way across the room. I said, this guy's really strong. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> okay, explain his height, his weight, so we have some context. He's like he's like six, five, six, six. Um, not swole, but kind of like, you know, a little muscular dude. Uh, 200. Probably like like two like yeah like like two hundred pounds. Okay. Um, not not really big, but just that's a, big. A, a, a big guy mm-hmm. or whatever. And when I tell you, he went crazy. And so the whole time, I'm asking my girlfriend, I'm like, why he mad? <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, what he what y'all do to him? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a visitor, uh-huh. and so this is my second time going to the church. Mm-hmm. They gave so him stale communion bread. So I'm asking all these questions, and my girlfriend, she's like so into it. And so, like, worried about, you know what I mean, like, like pressing, just just, 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 just be quiet, just be quiet, be quiet, we, we, it's going to get handled. And so all these ushers start coming to everybody t- telling us to plead the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, plead the what? Had you, so you hadn't heard of that before? I, I did hear about that before, but at that time, I didn't understand why they were telling me to plead the blood <laughs> of Jesus. And I'm like, why we got to plead the blood of Jesus? Like what's like what's, what that's gonna do? What's happening right now? Uh-huh. And so everybody around me, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I'm like, man, this is okay. This is getting weird. <laughs> and so I'm like, what's happening right now? And so I'm like, man, y'all just need to talk to this guy. <laughs> you thought they could just talk about him <laughs> and figure out what he's doing, right? That's Bold TV before it came. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And so and so, um, he they get him they get him up against this wall. And he rips his shirt off. Okay. And he goes, oh, like making all of these noises. Yeah. And he's like, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And then his tongue came out, Jackie. So he's licking it or no, it's just kind of like, it's it like, just kind of there. It's like his tongue, like literally start moving like frantically <laughs> in it, like out of his mouth. G. Like, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so serious. <laughs> and I don't mean to make like jokes of this. <laughs> But I was like, what's happening, bro? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and he just started throwing chairs or whatever. And when I tell you, he was throwing people off of him. And so this guy named Elder Young, he used to sit outside the church because mm-hmm. the church was in the hood. And, like, he used to, like, kind of be the bodyguard. He wasn't, like, a security. He's had regular clothes on. But mm-hmm. he, would, like, didn't let the strange people come in. And he would actually, you know. And so he, he they, they call him in. Elder Young is probably, like, 7'1". Okay. I'm not even lying. He's a big one. Like 300-some pounds. Oh. Elder Young went and tried to grab him. When I tell you, he put his forearm in Elder, Elder Young's like chest mm-hmm. and grabbed him by the shirt and picked him up. Okay. Well, I one said, arm. okay, something's not right. <laughs> so that's when your discernment kicked in. Yeah. Okay. I know for a fact he wasn't supposed to pick him up like that. <laughs> I, knew, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, something's wrong. <laughs> like, this dude is crazy. And so mm-hmm. I like, that's when it clicked on me. I I think I asked uh, one of the ushers like, uh, "Is he? Does he got a demon?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Yeah, he demon possessed, babe." I'm like, "Okay, why are we still here?" <laughs> I, I wanted to leave, and so he gets on the floor at one point and like, no, no, he didn't get on the floor at this point. 
the 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 uh the lady minister of the church. I don't know why, but he was running from this lady. Mm-hmm. She was anointed. He was running like he he did not want her to touch her. Mm-hmm. And so like he he literally uh, he literally like did like a football move and avoided her. That's crazy. <laughs> and she turned around around to uh, around the chair and like literally smacked him in the head. Mm-hmm. And when she smacked him in the head, I cannot make this up. All the lights in the church went off. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Every light went off, mm-hmm. and she goes, um, "He ain't, he ain't gone." Talking about the demon, I suppose. I guess <laughs> he ain't, he ain't gone. Notice how all the lights went off, but the ceiling fan's still going. So you know the electricity's still happening. Okay. I said, "Oh my gosh, she ain't have a generator." I don't know. That might have been what it was. But I know all the lights went off. Okay. And so they started praying. Like, she started praying for, like, the demon to come out. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally her hand is on his forehead. Uh-huh. And she's praying. And the whole time he's trying to lick her forearm. Like, the whole time. I'm, I kid you not. He saw the, he was like, his tongue was out trying, like, trying to, like, lick her, it looked like. Mm-hmm. And then he starts acting like a snake. Okay. He starts, like, wiggling like a real rattlesnake. grinding. Not grinding. I mean. Yeah, and I'm like, this is crazy. And so, like, they continue to pray. I think they pray for him, like, 30, 34, 35 minutes. And then, like, he kind of, like, just like he passed out. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, they they picked him up. They put him on his couch at the back of the, the, the church in the same room. It's one big room. And... After the service was over, he woke up and was like, I'm free. I'm free. And was crying. And That's they crazy. brought him to the uh, altar and they prayed with him. And I said, I'm never going to church again. That's actually a really beautiful story. It is. How but it at, ended. at that moment. He didn't throw up. That's usually how, you know. I didn't see any throw up. But that, That's usually you got to purge. At that moment, I was like, this is some this is some exorcism, scary movie type stuff. Listen, Saints. Don't be limited by networks when it comes to choosing your health care provider. There is indeed another way. Samaritan Ministries is a community of Christians who pay one another's medical bills without the use of insurance or network restrictions. As a member, you'll have biblical, affordable health care where you're free to choose your doctors, treatments and hospitals. Consider this. A medical emergency arises. You don't have to check with an insurance company to ask about what hospital to go to. You just go. After care is received, your medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries and they'll notify members to pray and send money directly to you to help you pay those bills. And members have access to online resources to help locate a quality provider, price medical procedures, and chat with a medical professional before visiting the doctor, saving time and money. Health care freedom. Learn how it can be yours today at SamaritanMinistries.org slash the Perrys. I have a story kind of like that, but not like... what. I don't have a story like that, but like with the throw up stuff, like I've never really been able to make sense of this with my theology. But the night before I knew I was a believer. So like I I obviously don't talk about this in my book or publicly a lot, but like I had had that encounter with God in my room. And then I met up with a friend uh, to do some stuff. And then that night I literally just start puking and just 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 vomiting all over the place and then I I eventually went to sleep and when I woke up I had peace it was the weirdest thing in the world where I'm not saying I had a demon I really don't know 
I just know that once the vomit was gone, I had peace in my soul. Like it wasn't like yeah. my body felt better. It was just like my mind was free. Yeah. I, I really can't explain that at all. But yeah. I, I don't I, know. I don't know if we're gonna, gonna be able to make sense of things until we get to heaven. You know what I'm saying? No, we got I, a lot I, of questions. I think a lot of people try to like, you know, put certain theology to certain things and so like I'm not yeah. I, I don't know why God allowed me to see that, but I know for a fact I saw it. Okay, so this story is a heavy one um, and sad, but it it led to your conversion. And so tell us this story. Yeah, so I was a friend with a, a dude. Um, his name was Chris. And um, he he just, yeah, I mean, he was a regular street dude, you know, Um and what's crazy is, I, you know, I hate talking about Chris because when I when I do talk to him about believers, you know, I always have this fear that believers, black, white, whoever, just believers, will look at him like he wasn't a good dude. But the, the truth of the reality is that a lot of dudes on the streets, I mean, they're not, you know, we, none of us are inherently good, right? Nobody's good but God. But... Like he had, he had really great qualities about him, and he was a good dude in the in the very human sense. Mm-hmm. But he just made a lot of bad decisions, and um, yeah. Long story short, his friend, uh, not his friend, his cousin wanted to rob some people, man. Um, you know, on the in the next neighborhood over from me. And this is Atlanta or Chicago? This is Atlanta. Okay. Um, and uh, this is when I was going back and forth from Chicago to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and Chris, I became real cool, Chris, and. Um, yeah, his cousin wanted to rob somebody on the next neighborhood over from me. And, um, um, me and my friend, we tried to talk him out of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, we was like, y'all don't know what they got over there. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, y'all should rethink this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they said they wasn't going to do it, but in, but in my mind, um, I knew they was going to do it. Yeah. You know? And so the next morning I'm in my room. I think I just woke up. What time is it? Uh, I forget what time it was. It had to be around. It was early, like 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so typically when people in the hood rob, that's they, they usually rob like where you still sleep mm-hmm. early in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, it had to be early in the night, probably 8 or like really, really like, like you know, um, late at night. And so apparently they probably thought they would still sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like I hear gunshots. And I didn't even think, you know, um, about them, and so I had gunshots. They they kind of seemed far away, so I'm like, man, they they must shoot on the other na- the other side of the neighborhood. And then I hear gunshots again. The gunshots are getting closer. Then I hear gunshots again. When mm-hmm. I look out my window, I see Chris mm-hmm. um, running um, through the building um, of our apartment complex, and I see a guy immediately after run through the building after him, and he shoots him in the back. Mm-hmm. Then he walks up close to him and then shoots him again and then again mm-hmm. and then runs. And so, you know, obviously I'm freaked out because I just saw my friend get shot. Right. I run down the stairs um, and, I, yeah, I run to him. By the time I get to him, my my friend Hollywood and my friend Slim is there. And they pick him up, try to put him in the Hollywood car. But my mom is an RN. And so my mom came out and was like, no, like, you don't know. He can bleed out on the way. Mm-hmm. Let me try to stop the bleeding and just call the ambulance mm-hmm. and wait till the ambulance get here, you know. And so my mom and my sister came out and tried to stop the bleeding. And it was deep because I tell people all the time, 
this is when I was searching for God, but I didn't know the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I always talked about the Lord to my friends, but I was a hypocrite. I did the same things they did, but I, you know, I was a hypocrite. I didn't, I didn't know God. And so when my friends on the block would have questions about God, they'd be like, man, ask Preston, man, he know, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, And so when he was there bleeding on the ground, um, one of my friends, my friend Slim said, Preston, pray for him. Hmm. And at that moment, I felt like I don't know what it was. I was like, I don't know if God will hear my prayers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't feel. I didn't feel. I didn't feel right pr- praying for him. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, this is so serious. I can't fake it right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and then um, when my mom was trying to stop the bleeding. Uh, I had called somebody to pray for him over the phone, somebody who I knew knew God, mm-hmm. like, you know. Um, and uh, while they was praying for him um, to make it, I felt like the Lord was telling me that this is you and your sin. Mm. This is you. You're dead in your sin. Mm. And, and, and this will be you if you don't turn to me. Yeah. And I just kind of felt like, man, like, I don't know. At that moment, I just felt like God was calling me yeah. to himself. And so I I moved. I, I knew I wasn't supposed to be in Georgia. I started getting more. I started to get more in trouble in Georgia than I did in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I did anywhere else I lived. And um, just the group of people that I hung around was just not good. They were just yeah, uh, just doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Just put it like that. And so I had moved back to Chicago, even though Chicago wasn't the best environment. The best environment either. I knew a lot of believers there, a lot of Christians there. Mm-hmm. And my aunt, she connected me with this guy named Gary Brown who, um, yeah, who who came from the streets. I had knew him previously. I knew of him previously from being in the streets, gangbanging, doing a whole bunch of stuff. And God had radically changed his life. And mm-hmm. he was a moody student at the time. He took me under his wing. And I didn't even know what discipleship was, but he began to disciple me mm-hmm. and began to start showing me, you know, scriptures and um I I grew like an admiration for him because I was like I never saw somebody, you know, that looked like me who act like me in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but was different, new, mm-hmm. and changed. And I remember one time, um, we were at his bank in the drive-through, and we was on our way to go play basketball in the city, and he, the the lady flirted with him, and he flirted back, mm-hmm. but in a in a real like. She was she was lustful, right? right? And he kind of like entertained it a little bit. Yeah. And I remember him pulling over to the side and and saying sorry to me, and, yeah. re- and he repented for it. And then he was like, "You would you pray with me?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it was so confusing <laughs> to me. And I just remember well, like I remember That's like what you dude, thought. Yeah, like I was like, you know. I even said that. I was like, she was flirting with you, bro. He was like, nah. He was like, but I entertained it. And he was like, even though she was flirting with me, my heart went right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. This, you know what I'm saying? And I just saw, like, his conviction that he had. And it, I just remember, like, at that moment, I remember, like, I don't love God. Mm. Like, it literally showed me I didn't love God. Yeah. And I had went, like, two days later, God was really, like, on my heart. And I, my prayer, I remember praying in my room god i want to love you like gary love you mm-hmm. please forgive me for my sin forgive me for all the things break my heart for the things that break yours mm-hmm. and 
I didn't even know. I didn't even know what I was doing was rep- was repentance. Yeah. But I had repented that day, and after the day, I literally felt new. Yeah. Amen. And that's how I came. That's how I came to the Lord. Then you met me, and we had a bunch of babies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that. Well, amen. We we appreciate you sharing your stories, Preston Perry. I was listening like I ain't never heard none of them. Yeah, you was intense listening. I, I wanted you to feel seen. I wanted to like be uh, like a. You a, didn't care for real. No, I did care, but I wanted to be like in proxy to the to the listeners. So I wanted you to think like when you look at me, like you talking to them because you know, I could have even just told the stories for you just because I've heard them. So you you're so pretty. Times. Thank you. Um, I don't even know how to end this. Um. You want to end it by telling your story about how you... I don't really have significant stories. You got arrested in the mall. Yeah, I don't think that's that special. Jackie got arrested in the mall for because uh, her friend was stealing. Yeah, I I, I I used to steal, but I <laughs> <laughs> I was good at it. And so I never got caught. The, the times that somebody got caught is because they weren't as good as me and I got arrested with them. But the, the one thing that um, I guess... What's kind of funny about it is that I was with my friend. I won't say who they were. And they had us back because it was like the security part of the mall that you don't even realize exists until yeah. you get arrested and they take you there. And they was asking us our name. And I'm like, you know, Jacqueline Hill or whatever. And then they asked my friend his name. And he literally just made up a name out the sky. And I'm just like. Negro, if you don't tell these people your name, <laughs> I don't want to make them mad. Like, I don't want to have to get bail. Like, I don't want to have to do none of that. And it was just really embarrassing for them <laughs> to put, like, handcuffs on you. And you got to walk through the mall the like that. The walk of shame. It's just it's just embarrassing. <laughs> but I wish I would have saw that. It was crazy. But they let us go, and I just had to do, uh, like, a theft class or something. Like, you go for, like, eight hours, and they talk to you about, like, stealing. Yeah, basically your community service. Yeah, that. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's what kept me out of Canada. We went to Canada for the PIA PIA tour, and they uh they didn't want to let me in because I had a misdemeanor on my on my record. <laughs> you don't oh, remember that? Yeah, I do. I yeah. do remember that. Sorry, that's it. All right, y'all. Bye. Peace. <laughs>